Welcome back to the Mercy Came Running Podcast. If you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're a frequent listener, welcome back. As a reminder, we publish podcasts here every Monday morning as an encouragement to start your week, as a pick-me-up in the middle of the week, or to reflect on the week gone by. Let's get into today's scripture. The question was poised to me a few years ago, what is a leader? What does a leader have more than anything else? I couldn't answer the question right off because I gave the wrong answer, but I thought about it. And the person that asked me the question wanted me to think about it. And the more I thought about it, the the one indispensable thing that a leader has more than anything else is followers. If you proclaim to be a leader in your organization, in your home, in your friendship circle, whatever, if you proclaim yourself to be a leader and you turn around and no one's following you, can you really truthfully make that claim? Are you really a leader if you have nobody following you? The answer for me would be no. If you don't have any people following you, if you don't have any followers, if there's no people following your leadership, then you really can't call yourself a leader because you have no one to lead. And I guess a kind of an extrapolation on that question is what does a leader do? What is the one thing that a leader does more than anything else? What does a leader do more than anything else? And as I think about that, and as I've meditated on that for the last few days and weeks, I've come to a conclusion. And the conclusion I've come to is this, is that the one thing that a leader should do The one focus that a leader should have is to take his followers and set them up for success. Now, I could stop it there. I could stop it there with that quote, and that would be a great quote in and of itself. A leader sets his followers up for success. That's your job. That's your responsibility. I asked the leaders in in my restaurant all the time, who do you have under you that you're setting up for success? Who do you have coming up to replace you when you move into a different position? Who are you Who are you setting up for success? And I could leave that question in that form, and that would be a great question. But we can take that a little bit further. If we take that just a step further, it really... It, it really gives some some oomph or some gusto to the question or to the answer of what do leaders do? The main thing that leaders do is, they, is that they set people up for success. They set their followers up for success. And the way I want to nuance that is that not only do they set their followers up for success, but they set them up for success regardless of who gets the credit. That, to me, was an eye-opening statement. It's good if you just stop at the the, the phrase we stopped at before. They set their followers up for success. That's a great quote. But if you take it a little bit further, you really dive into the essence of what a leader truly is. 
A leader sets his followers up for success regardless of who gets the credit. Now, I know you're thinking, I want to get the credit. If I'm setting people up for success, if I'm pouring into them, if I'm doing this and I'm doing that, I want to get the credit for it. But do good leaders think that way? Do we really want all the credit for everything that happens? You may get the credit, but sometimes not. We're going to be looking today in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, one of my favorite passages, because the words just kind of leap off the screen. They leap off the pages. And it really speaks to the heart of who we can be as servant leaders. Because when we begin to set people up for success, as a servant leader, we shouldn't be concerned with who gets the credit. Because in essence, if we're a servant leader, God gets the credit. And we're going to see why in this passage. So Paul is talking to the Corinthians and they were still kind of babes in Christ. They, they had not grown very much there. They should have grown a lot by this time, but they were still very immature. And so Paul takes chapter three to really kind of chastise them a little bit. Uh, it's really a hard chapter if you if you read the, the chapter in its entirety. Now, we're not going to read the whole chapter in its entirety, but let's just say that some of them, they, they had Paul and they had Apollos who had come through and was a great teacher of the word. And, um, and so they were changing themselves and they were kind of factioning themselves off into different, uh, into different groups. And some were saying, well, I follow Paul. And some were saying, I follow Apollos. And others were saying, well, well we follow Christ. And it just seemed like with every faction, there was an air of superiority. We follow Paul. Oh, no, no, no. You think Paul was great? We follow Apollos. He was a great teacher. He was probably the greatest teacher we've ever had. And then there was one group that would say, no, 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 no. That's, that, that's nothing. We, our group, we follow Christ. And you can tell just kind of from the, the way it's worded, you can just kind of infer that, that, um, that they had a, there was a haughtiness about them. That there was, even those that were saying that we follow Christ were, had, a, had an uppityness about them. And that they were thinking that they were better than everyone else because we don't follow men, we follow Christ. And Paul begins to, to chastise them for this kind of belief. And he says, he says in, in verse four of chapter three, he says, for whenever someone says, I am with Paul and another says, I am with Apollos, are you not unspiritual people? He said, look, these factions shouldn't be. He says in verse five, he says, what then is Apollos and what is Paul? They are servants through whom you believed and each has the role the Lord has given him. Don't miss that. Don't miss what he says there. He says that we all have a role to play. You may be leading a particular uh, group of people, but there's also other people that are pouring into them. You may be the main one pouring into them, but there are others around them that are also 
pouring into them as well. And that's why I say that great leaders set others, set their followers up for success, regardless of who gets the credit, because we recognize that other people as well are pouring into these leaders. And so as they grow and as they continue to, to, to build up their lives, we don't worry about who gets the credit because we're all on the same team. And we're all in the, in, in the, have the responsibility of building other people up and setting them up for success. Paul says we all have a role to play. We all have a role to play. We all have things to do in, with the responsibility of setting others up for success. And Paul says that's what great leaders do. They not only set their followers up for success, but they don't care who gets the credit because we all have a role to play. Paul goes on in verse six and he says, I planted. Paul was the one who came in and started the church in Corinth. I planted the seeds. I was the one that was there doing the, the, the early work, the groundwork, the setting up, doing all the things that need to be done to lay a firm foundation. I planted, and then he talks about Apollos who came in after him, a great teacher of the word. He says, Apollos watered. So what Paul had planted, the seeds that Paul had planted in the ground, the foundation that, that Paul had given that church in Corinth in the beginning, Apollos came along after that and he watered it. And he watered it and he watered it some more. And he began to, to build upon what Paul had already done. But he says in the last part of the verse, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. God gave the increase. You see, for Paul and Apollos, they didn't care who, get, who got the credit. Paul says, it's not one of us. It's not me. It's not him. But it's God who gives the increase. You see, we don't have to worry about who gets the credit? When we're a great leader, we don't have to worry about who gets the credit because we'll get rewarded in some way and in some fashion. See, great leaders set others up for success and they don't care who gets the credit. See, Paul says in verse 7, he says, So then neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything. He says, we're, not, we're nothing. We're nothing in and of ourselves. I planted, Apollos watered. I did this and Apollos did that. We, had, we all have roles to play. And as we're thinking about the people that, that follow us, the, the, the followers that we have in, in our leadership circle, in our leadership capacity, you can be sure that they are also following someone else. They're getting growth from someone else as well. And so when that happens, they begin to see those things and they begin to grow off of those things and, and they begin to grow off the things that we give them as well. And because of that, they grow and they grow into greater responsibility and they grow into better people. And it doesn't matter who gets the credit because our work is what matters. I have a lot of people that 
look to me as a leader. But I also understand that there are other leaders around me that are also pouring into others. I'm not strong in every category. I'm not strong in everything that I can do. There are others that I bring alongside me to shore up my weaknesses so that as we're growing others into great leaders, we understand that we all have a role to play. Just like Paul and Apollos, we all have a role to play. And even though they may get the bulk of their learning from me and from what I do, I know there are others that are pouring into them as well. And when that happens, we're setting our followers up for success and not caring who gets the credit. Even if we never get credit for it, you know what? It doesn't matter because we find our success in the success of others. When those that are under us, when they grow and when we move them on to, to, to bigger and better things, that's the success that we need. That is what drives us to do more. We set others up for success regardless of who gets the credit. See, that's what great leaders do. Great leaders have followers. And they set those followers up for success regardless of who gets the credit. We'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining me on the Mercy Came Running podcast. It's my hope that it continues to be a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you enjoy what you hear each week, share it out to your friends and family who could also benefit from hearing an encouraging word. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.